With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Good morning, afternoon, evening. Welcome to the Royal Deluxe Podcast, a daily podcast about the Kansas City Royals by a guy who says some very, very silly things. That's me. I'm Lux. Good to see you. Here's your post-game recap for May 3rd, 2022. The Kansas City Royals defeated the St. Louis Cardinals by a score of 7 to 1. The Royals improve to an 8 and 14 record while the Cardinals fall to 13 and 10. The winning pitcher is Brad Keller, who now has a 1 and 2 record and a 1.74 ERA on the season. Hold credited to Colin Snyder, his third. The losing pitcher is Dakota Hudson, who now has a 2 and 2 record and a 3.16 ERA on the season. So, as much as I would love to talk about the offensive explosion, let's talk about Brad Keller just real quick, because Brad Keller is just seemingly untouchable this year. He has been, just every single night, going out there, giving it his all. And this wasn't even the night where you could say he had his best stuff. He gave up three walks after 6.1 innings. And only got two strikeouts, which Brad Keller is not a strikeout pitcher, so that doesn't really bother me. But the three walks, you know, he doesn't really give up walks either. So that was a little bit much for him, but it still translates to zero runs on the board because just no one can touch him. Just no one can touch this guy. And it's like, you know, I saw I was reading some Cardinals comments where they're just complaining about how bad their offense is. But I'm just looking at it and I'm like. Is it really that bad? Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado, Albert Pujols is not having a terrible year. It, you know, uh, Tommy Edmonds. Like they've got some, they've got some great hitters in this lineup. Harrison Bader's all right. Their catcher, or their other catcher rather, uh, Andrew Knizer, is is okay. It's like you know, I'm a, I was kind of worried about this lineup. I had a little bit of fear for this lineup. Doesn't seem like a bad lineup to me, but they can't do anything they cannot do anything against bad brad keller i don't like that name because it's like bad brad keller was last year when he was actually bad but this is stellar keller this is a fantastic season for keller so far he is just nails like we can seriously it's just every single night it's like yeah we're gonna get brad keller and he's gonna not only not only give us a scoreless game or at least you know maybe like a one run game but he's also gonna throw a bunch of innings he's the one guy who has been consistently going six plus innings in this rotation you know he has one start just one start where he hasn't thrown six innings, and that was the game in Seattle, which was you know, evidently his worst game, 4.2 uh, innings and then three earned runs. But, you know, that's the Seattle 
the Seattle series was brutal for everybody. But other than that, you got six innings, seven innings, seven innings, 6.1 innings. He's just going out there. He's being the, he's, he's just our ace. Like that, no other way, uh, to put it, he's been absolutely fantastic. You know, I, there was always ex- this expectation that Brad Keller would be like solid. He would be reliable. And I've really been advocating for this organization to give him an extension. I would even say last year, you know, last year, even though he was having a down year, he kind of recovered in the second half. I would say still tr- try working out like a four year deal for Brad Keller. And now, like, seriously, where is the Brad Keller extension? Now it's almost worrying because it's like, oh man, maybe he's going to pitch his way out of an extension and just be too good for us to afford. I don't know, man, but Brad Keller has been absolutely fantastic and uh, I cannot be more happy for him. Like he, like after last year, it's like everyone was out on Brad Keller. Everyone's like, oh no, Brad Keller, he ain't good anymore. And I'm like, no. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. He'll come back. He'll return. And even, but even then, you know, like we, we kind of want him to be 2019 Brad Keller and just be an all right starter. Like you don't have to be this good. You don't have to be one of the best pitchers in baseball, but that is what Brad Keller is right now. And it is wonderful. It is so good to see. He did run into a little bit of trouble as his start ended. Like I said, it was 6.1 innings point one because you know he came out in the seventh inning which i liked because his pitch count was still in the 80s so why not in in brad keller he's always prone to have like a five pitch inning or something so yeah i i like that um gives up the walk to pujols so it's like okay but then he gets a very quick pop out uh first pitch pop out uh to andrew knizzer um so that was great and uh so that's 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 your first out, but then Harrison Bader singles just on the very next pitch. So now it's suddenly first and second or third, and it's like, okay. Unfortunately, it was still just a 2 nothing game by this point, so there is, you know, some real danger of uh, that getting out of control. So Mike Matheny makes the right decision here. He goes to Snyderman to web these fools into a double play. That's what he does. He just comes out, webs them into a double play. Colin Snyder saves the day. Just two pitches, two outs on one play. You love to see it. You love to see it. So he gets out. He he bails out Brad with that. You know, saves the game. Uh, at least secures a no decision because knowing the Royals are not going <laughs> to be able to hold on because his bullpen has been a little bit suspect over the last week or so, unfortunately, as good as it can be. And, you know, it's only a 2 nothing game. We have not been able to do a whole lot against Dakota Hudson, who's, you know, a, a solid pitcher for the Cardinals. Can't complain too much. I guess, but still, it's, it seems like it's another day for this low-scoring offense after many days of this low-scoring offense. However, at least in the early game, there was some hope, there was some excitement, because it finally happened. He finally did it. Our boy Bobby Witt Jr. hit his first major league home run in the second inning his first time up he finally does it and man it's not even just like 
It's it, this was not an easy giveaway home run. This was not this was not some meatball in the heart of the zone. This was a slider that fell well below the zone, and Bobby just golfs that shit out of here. He just golfs that shit effortlessly. It looks so easy for him. He doesn't care. Bobby locates his swing and he does not care. It goes well over the fence. It was absolutely beautiful. That's how you, that's it's things it's things like that you can tell that Bobby is really he's really getting it together. Like like I, I'm I'm just kind of convinced that Bobby is here. Like it's not even just like oh rookie slump or whatever. Like like after that first week, he has been on a hitting streak. He is he's on an 11 game hitting streak. And over the streak, he is hitting 342. Bobby is hitting 342. He went from almost below 100 or rather maybe maybe there was a point where he was at 100 and now he's at 238 already. Like he has fully recovered. And not only is he on a hitting streak, but over this time over that hitting streak, he has seven strikeouts. He has seven strikeouts in 11 games after striking out like 10 times in his first seven games or something like that. You know, those times when he was getting all those swings and misses? Yeah, not anymore. It's over. It is over for this league. Bobby Witt is here to destroy this league. He's looking like a rookie of the year to me. I don't know about you guys, but I'm feeling pretty confident about that right about now. So he's swinging and missing less. He's getting more contact. You know, and even before hitting the home run, I would still be praising him for this hitting streak. Because, you know, if you're hitting, you're hitting. You know, for Bobby, the power will come eventually. You know, that was one thing that you could kind of lament. It's like, yeah, he's on a hitting streak, but he still hasn't, like, hit a home run. He hasn't really been hitting extra base hits. Yeah, but he is hitting. All right, just hit first and then worry about the power later. You know, and now we got both. We got both. He finally hit a great home run. Uh, He's looking absolutely fantastic, and it is just the most exciting thing ever. The uh, excitement, however, was washed a little bit uh, soon after that because, um, you know, this offense... It was looking like it was going to be another typical day on offense for a little while. In the third inning, we got some guys on, and then Salvi grounds into a double play. Man, Salvi is just bad right now. Like, Salvi is coming up in all of these clutch situations and completely failing. It is absolutely depressing. (laughs) To see that it is genuinely depressing. Because there was that. Then he came up in the fifth when we had two guys out. And then pops out to the first baseman on the first pitch. Like, you know, the the the, the swinging at everything. It's something that can benefit Salvi. We saw it benefit him last year. You know, he swung at everything, but he was driving everything over the fence. So it's like, all right, if it works, it works. But then, man, if it doesn't work, it is just awful. It is a total rally killer and a total morale killer at that. It is just, yeah, it really sucks. 
Oh yeah, the first time he grounded into a double play. I didn't even mention that this inning started with the bases loaded. We had Michael A. Taylor single, then Nicky Lopez singles, then Edward Olivares singles, and then Benny flies out. He had a pretty terrible fly out. I won't be too mad at Benny because he's having a good season, but it sucked in the moment. And then Salvi grounds into a double play. And it's like, really? Bases loaded, nobody out. You cannot score. You got noble tigered. Are you freaking serious right now? Like that, that is what totally erased the hype for Bobby's home run. It's like, all right, the five minutes where we had eyes full of hope, thinking that things were going right for us, suddenly gone, just dissipated in an instant. Absolutely terrible. However, fortunately, things got better later on in this game as the offense finally kind of clicked for an inning and just strung together hits and runs, and it was absolutely beautiful. It was wonderful. So in the seventh inning, Nicky Lopez starts, and he takes a walk. Great job. That was when uh, Dakota Hudson left the game. They tried. Uh, his pitch count was actually really low. Um yeah, he only had 84 pitches even after that walk. So <laughs> seven innings, you know, not even 85 pitches. It's like, it was weird because the Royals were getting hits off of him. They were getting a lot of, they were getting a lot of first pitch hits. So that just translated into a really low pitch count, despite the fact that they had eight hits off of this guy or nine hits off of this guy. It was, uh, it was kind of weird. But then Edward Olivares doubles. That brings in a run. Andrew Benintendi singles. That brings in a run. Salvi uh, strikes out. And then Hunter Dozier comes in. He gets a double. Wits gets a sacrifice fly. Okay, uh, but at least it scores a run. Uh, and then Bobby gets another single. So, Bobby, we have, have two-hit wit. Not, maybe not the two-hit wit you're thinking of, but still two-hit wit. He got a single. Looked great. I think he went the, to the opposite field. He's hitting to the opposite field like all the time. That has been kind of the secret to his success. You know, all these pitchers are adjusting to him, but he's adjusting right back, and he's just flaring everything into the in, on the other side. How about that? T- try take try dealing with that, buddy. And then MJ Melendez got a walk. Oh yeah, we haven't talked about the fact that MJ Melendez made his major league debut last night. It wasn't on Monday when uh or. Well, yeah, it wasn't on Monday when he first got called up, but that's fine. However, today he started as a designated hitter, and not only did he get a walk, but he got a hit as well. He got he got a single, really good-looking single, and he's looking great. Like, he just looked great at the plate. And, and like, that walk was fantastic. It was awesome. And then Michael A. Taylor got a, got a hit as well, so that scored five in the inning. And, uh... It was fantastic. It was just absolutely wonderful. And you know who I think was uh, the the biggest contributor to all of this? Edward Olivares. Edward Olivares had a four-hit game today. He had a four-hit game. He was already looking like one of the hottest bats in this lineup. But now... He has just gone insane. He was unstoppable last night. It was absolutely wonderful. He's batting leadoff. He was batting leadoff last night. 
keep him in leadoff. It's worked. So far, like, we, you know, we tried with Merrifield lead on, leading off. What Merrifield's not good. Bad. All right, take him out. We try Nicky Lopez because we want Nicky. Lo- we think Nicky Lopez can be great at leadoff. It didn't work for some reason. He 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 got into a long like what what was he hitting like two for twenty or something in leadoff wasn't working. Okay, Edward Olivares. It seems like like kind of a weird last ditch effort, and it has totally paid off. He is so good in the leadoff spot. I can't believe how good this has worked out for us. Because even then. Even before last night, I think he, the other game he let off was Monday, and he was taking pitches. Like, he was getting the job done in the leadoff spot. This is this is working. Do not do anything with Edward Olivares right now. Keep him here, and I'm so happy for him. I am so happy for Ali because he has been totally mistreated by this organization. He had it. He, he he just had a brutal treatment last year with all the times he got sent up and down between uh, uh, Omaha and the major leagues. He did not deserve that. And finally, this time, he's like, all right, here's what happens when you put me in the freaking lineup. He's really just made a case to never leave this lineup. And I'm happy for him. Like, thank you. Thank you for proving management wrong. You love to see it. Because Ollie has kind of been a fan favorite. Because in 2020, we got him from the Trevor Rosenthal trade, and we immediately put him on our Major League roster, and he had, like, some weird, kind of crazy devil magic plays. I remember this one hit he got. He uh, got, like, a short... uh, he, he, He had, like, a line drive into the outfield, and it, like, hit a sprinkler or something? Like, just something buried in the grass and made it go off into this weird hop that completely fooled everybody. And it was like, what in the world was that? He just had all these weird, crazy moments in 2020s that really endeared him uh, to the fan base, including me. So he was uh, someone that we've been really excited to see. And then just watching him just, just go through what he went through last year, it's like, man, that was a punch to the gut. But now here he is hitting 379. Oh my god, it's it it's it's wonderful. It's absolutely fantastic. Finally, we we feel some vindication, but you know, again, knowing management, they're probably going to bench him for 3 days. Although, you know, that doesn't actually look like that's what they're doing. It looks like they've been giving him and Kyle Isbell um a healthy amount of starts. They've been kind of swapping between the two. I think it's been like one of them hits lefties, one of them hits righties. You know, they kind of swap starts between that, which seems fair. You know, that doesn't seem like a bad idea. And it's worked so far because Kyle Isbell is also great. So, yeah. So, last night we went up against a right-handed pitcher. Ollie gets the start for that. Okay. You know, if that's what will get him starts, then, you know, great. Good. Awesome. And it's really, it is really encouraging to see what we saw last night. Like, last night's game, this was the morale boost that we all needed. I mean, it's not even just a matter of breaking this losing streak. We were on a four-game losing streak. But, you know, just seeing this lineup just be so bad in some of these games, really most or even all of these games, you know, is just miserable 
to watch our hitters this season. But then, you know, you look at last night's game, and, you, and it's not just a matter of the score. You think about who contributed. Olivares, Witt Jr., Melendez. Like, this is what happens when you let the kids play. These are the guys who are kind of carrying the lineup right now. And Andrew Benintendi. You know, and, and last night, you can't even really fault anyone in this lineup because everyone kind of contributed. Uh, even Ryan O'Hearn, who got to start for some baffling reason, um, but he got a hit, so I guess we can't be too mad. <laughs> I almost feel bad for him because it's like he gets a, he got a single or something during the game, and I'm like, wow, I've never been more disappointed <laughs> in seeing someone actually get a hit in this lineup. But here we are watching Ryan O'Hearn have to play. <laughs> Oh man, I just we are just so so mean to Ryan O'Hearn. He probably doesn't deserve it, but uh Apparently Santana was a little bit hurt. He had some ankle soreness, so okay. It makes me wonder like why O'Hearn? Why are you starting O'Hearn and not Hunter Dozier? I was seriously like getting my hopes up thinking like, oh man, like is something happening? Like, if we're not starting Santana, then why are we not also starting Dozier? You know, and I was like, seriously, getting my hopes up. Like, oh, did we trade someone? Is is it happening? Is something happening? But no, uh, Hunter Dozier was here. He came in later into the game. So I, I, I guess they decided today's the day where Ryan O'Hearn gets a start. So, okay, cool, whatever. But anyway, um, even Salvi, Salvi was the one guy in this lineup that did not get a hit. However, he did have a scorching line drive just taken away from him. Just a grounder to, I think, third that was hit super hard off the bat. It took a great stop to get it. You can't fault him for that. I'm not going to be mad at him for that. He had that one taken away from him. Um, And also, I didn't even mention that MJ Melendez, he not only got that hit in a walk, he also almost homered. He almost homered. He hit a he hit a fly to left center that would have been out in some MLB parks. Not just like a couple of them, a substantial amount of them, like 10 or 15 or so. So Melendez almost homered in his debut. Like this is just like seriously, again, it's just so great seeing that like even for all the struggles that we have, we could actually look forward to Bobby Witt Jr. Hitting well because he's now on that hitting streak. We can look forward to Edward Olivares hitting well because you know he's not you know like a super young guy. He's twenty six. We'll have him for a few more years. We can look forward to Kyle Isbell. You know he's not hitting too bad uh, so far. I think you know so at least we. It's like we you look at the youngest parts of this lineup and it's like okay, well at least there's something there. We just kind of need this rotation to get it together. A little bit, you know, but it's like, I mean, we can at least hold on to Brad Keller. We can, you know, if we can keep Brad Keller for a little bit, for a little while, that would help us out a lot. Daniel Lynch looks like he can really stay in this rotation. If we can just get a couple more of those young pitchers, like one of Chris Bubich, Carlos Hernandez, Brady Singer, Jackson Coar, that's probably unlikely, Jonathan Heasley, whatever, you know, so many guys. Like, if we can get one or two more of those to just stick in the rotation, it's like, okay. You can actually see a team here. You can see a core forming, and that's great. Just no Merrifield and Dozier and, uh, you know, it's like those are the guys that uh, – I, I can't get mad. I can't be too mad at Hunter Dozier because Hunter Dozier is actually not 
a problem. It doesn't look like he's hitting all that well, but he has an OPS of an OPS plus of 102. So he's actually kind of league average. You have to you have to understand the league average is 230. <laughs> so hitting 233 is not actually that big of a deal. And like another case in point, Michael A. Taylor has an OPS plus of 90, which is, you know, a little below average, but, you know, hitting 217 with a little bit of pop and some decent on-base skills, it's actually going a pretty decent way. He, you know, I always wondered, it always made me... I never really felt like Michael A. Taylor was like one of the worst hitters in baseball because apparently he was last year. And I'm just like, really? He doesn't look like it. You know, even when he gets out, he takes pitches. He has a decent approach, it looks like. So I don't know. And also, let's not forget that Michael A. Taylor had the catch of the year a couple days ago. That home run robbery. Yeah, good luck anyone topping that this year across all of baseball. Anyway, I kind of got lost in uh, some things. But seeing the kids contribute has been super super exciting it looks like you can actually see like this is this is what we've wanted all along progress forward momentum something to look forward to like not just in the moment like this organization has kind of been living in the moment with you know deals with like you know, like signing Andrew Benintendi or trading for him rather so we can have him for a couple of years and Carlos Santana for a couple of years and, you know, holding on to these guys, like holding on to Whit Merrifield and holding on to Hunter Dozier and all of that. And it's like, what if we just stop worrying about the guys who are not going to be here in three years and actually just look, like genuinely look to the future and contribute to that as much as possible instead of just trying to salvage whatever we have right now you know that would probably be a lot better i don't know there's a lot that can be said about what's been going on but at least for uh today i'm very very happy with the royals we got a truly great game we finally got a a big offensive game 15 hits and seven runs after we were, you know, deemed the worst lineup in baseball because we've apparently been scoring fewer runs than the Reds, who are three and twenty. The Reds are three and twenty. <laughs> My God, dude! You know, I'm gonna be uh visiting the Reds later on this year. Just my dad and I are going on a road trip, and we're gonna go see a bunch of ballparks in the uh in the Northeast, and we're going to stop in Cincinnati along the way. We're going to see a Reds game. Man, it is not impossible for us to be uh, visiting the worst team in history. (laughs) Can the Reds be the worst team in history? Man, poor Joey Votto. Poor Mike Moustakas. Oh, poor Moose. I feel so bad for Moose. I'm sorry, Moose. Even though, I mean, it's kind of his fault because he's not playing well, but still. Oh, poor Moose. But in any case, great game last night. Finally, I'm excited about the Royals again after a dreadful weekend. And then, uh, you know, a one to nothing shutout loss that absolutely did not help us. Ah, but finally we got some runs. We finally got some hits. Let's hopefully keep this up. You know, I don't want another one to nothing loss today. Please don't. Although, I guess a one to nothing loss wouldn't be the end of the world because... Our starter today is going to be Chris Bubich, who has been very, very shaky this year. He has a 10.5 ERA after four games started. And 
12 innings. So, uh, not great. But then again, that did kind of like a big contributor to that is the, uh, the first game he had, which was, you know, five runs with that not even one inning. Although the three starts beyond that have been, uh, not, he has a 7.15 ERA after that. So, mm. although the, the, his last start against the Yankees wasn't like terrible. He went five innings and gave up three runs, but all of those runs were in the first inning. And not only were, not only were those, not only was his, the first inning his worst inning, but he just seemed to get progressively better as the game went on. It's like he was starting to really fool some bats uh, towards the end of his start and really starting to get some strikeouts um, as he went along. So it seemed like there was something there, and it still seems like there is something there for Chris Bubich. He just needs to, you know, I don't know. It's like he has the first inning yips or something, which which has been a big prevalent issue for this uh Royals rotation for the past couple of years for some weird reason although and maybe not so much this year cuz Brad Keller really suffered through that last year where he uh he's like every every start first inning he's just awful um but he hasn't had that this year they've actually made it, they, they keep making a point on the broadcast that he is consistently getting the lead off man out so that's pretty cool so anyway uh Chris Bubich yeah, he's going to take the mound today. Hopefully, he can uh, build upon the start he had uh, last weekend against the Yankees and, you know, ho- hopefully translate that into a much better day where, you know, maybe he will, doesn't blow up in the first inning and he can kind of continue those getting those strikeouts. That would be pretty cool. And then the Cardinals are going to send out none other than Adam Wainwright, their legendary, possibly Hall of Fame pitcher, who uh, is off to a you know decent start into his final year. He has a four ERA, a flat four ERA after five games started, 27 uh, innings pitched. You know, we, we kind of know who Adam Wainwright is. He's solid, he's good, he's reliable. So this could be a, a, a good game, hopefully. But, you know, it'll be, it'll be a good test for our young Royals hitters. I hope that we can, uh, you know, continue that offensive parade that we started yesterday please don't let this be an outlier game please don't immediately you know put up a put up an egg for tonight uh i just really hope that the the, the offense is finally turning around so i can finally feel vindicated by saying guys it's not that bad they'll start hitting at some point yeah all right but we'll talk about it tomorrow on the royal deluxe podcast that's going to do it for me i would love to hear from you at Royal Deluxe Pod on Twitter or email me at Royal Deluxe Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you very much for making this podcast a part of your day. And I hope you're having a good one. See you around. I'm Lux. Go Royals. <laughs>